Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Today is going to be a Paul baby cast because Tustin is away on assignment. So today we're going to go over a book that I love, a book called Hello, My Name is Awesome, How to Create a Brand Names That Stick by Alexandra Watkins. It's actually an amazing book that I think you should get if you're thinking about either rebranding your company or coming up with a name. Like you haven't done it yet. You're just getting started. You're like, what should I call my company? This is an amazing book. It's going to give you real tools on how to do it. I'm just going to go over the one section of it and then actually go buy it. I'm not affiliate, so I'm not getting any money out of this, but I really loved it. But before we do it, just a couple quick announcements, guys. If you all been following this for a while, we're doing a big promotion for an Amazon gift card, a $200 Amazon gift card. All you need to do is give us a review, screenshot, and send it to Paul at lashcastpodcast.com, and then you will be entered into the drawing for that $200 Amazon gift card. So Jeff Bezos is going to send you some cash. I wish it was him. That'd be so nice if he supported us, but nope, it'll be out of us. But that all said, guys, thank you so much for promoting us. It's the only way we really spread the word and get everyone excited about what we're doing. Secondly, we want you to be part of our LashCast Insider Club. What is that, Paul? I don't know. Let me tell you about it. It's basically an email list. <laughs> it's going to be more than an email list, but that's what it is. We're asking you to join our email list. Why? Because we want to send you, as a thank you for following us, discount codes to LashCon, to our webinars, and our soon-to-be coaching program, guys. If you're on that insider list, you're going to get a better deal than the public. So please go ahead right now and go to the – actually – Instagram. Go there, link in the bio, and sign up. It says LashCast Insider. Sign up there, and you will get everything, information, and all stuff. And back to when we start sending YouTube videos out again, you'll get a lot more out of that. So, that said, let's get into this book, because this book is exceptionally easy to read. It's really short. It's only 120, 30 pages, and it's funny, and it's creative, and it will help you work through that creative process of how do you make a name? Because really, that's a place we all get stuck at first. When we're starting to dream, right? We're in our, our last room, or thinking about leaving our, our place that we're working, and we're like, well, what am I going to call it? Is it going to be Jennifer's Lash Glory um, Salon? Or you know, whatever it is that comes to your head. It's like, well, that's not really very interesting. Or Paul's Purposeful Lash Depot. No, that's not going to work either. So this gives you the tools on how to do it. Actually, it says, here, follow this process and do it. And it walks you through it. But also gives you some guidelines, things not to do, things you should think about doing when you're in that creative process. So instead of, I'm not going to give you the whole process of how to do it. That's what the book's for. But I thought I'd just share some of the fun ideas or things that she calls the seven deal breakers. You break any of these rules when coming up with your name, then you need to change your name, okay? So the first one is called a spelling challenge. The acronym is SCRATCH, but spelling challenge, meaning when they see your name, it looks like a typo, right? I mean, and you've seen this, right? A lot of times high-tech companies like to do this. They come up with a name that's really difficult and looks a little strange. You do not want to do a name that looks like a typo. For instance, it gives an example here, like you take the word boutique. This person spelt it B-O-O-T-T-I-Q-U-E, so boot and teak. Um, Be clever, right? Boutique. But the problem is, and I'm sure it's a boot company or something like that, uh, it looks like a misspelling when you first see it. You go, now, of course, there are companies that over overcome these little gaffes, she would say, who still go on to be big names because they have good products, good services. But 
when you're unknown like us and you're just trying to get out there, looking at something where people are looking and go, no, that's not the way you spell boutique. It's going to let people think twice that you can't even spell your name right. Also, a lot of the cute numbers, she goes on and talks about, you know what, throwing numbers in your name, it's like, you know, like forever, the number four and ever, or, uh, it, or well, she would say 23 me, of course, works. But that said, and there are exceptions to every rule, it just confuses people when they have to sit there and read. Like a lot of times you'll see an E spelt with a three and all that. So it's confusing and difficult. And by the way, it makes it hard to find online. If someone, if you type your name in, you have a real creative spelling for your name, then people go online and try to find you. They're not going to find you because they're going to type in boutique correctly and then they your name won't pop up. Again, eventually, as your name grows and it's uh, popularity, maybe so. But initially, you don't want to make it more difficult for people to find you. So spelling is definitely something else you got to consider. Next, what is her next thing? Copycat. Basically, copying or looking like someone else. I mean, it happens. You know, we get inspired by a brand. We love certain brands. Like she, here, she talks about I dessert. Well, that's, you know, rip off straight from Apple. Everything that Apple does starts with I, right? So it actually shows what she says. Lack, it lacks originality. It's kind of lazy. And you're definitely trying to ride on someone else's coattails, right? So you don't want to copy someone else. And that happens. I've seen the last industry. I see a name like, wait, that's, that's someone else's name. What are you doing? They just took a spin, right, and just changed it a tiny bit. And by the way, when it comes to copyright law, something that we've learned because Lashcon, we found out. Well, we we didn't we missed buying the name for Lashcon by like just a couple of weeks. Some other major beauty company got before us, but we tried some variations, and they said, "Nope, as long as you have Lashcon predominantly in it, you will be sued, and you cannot use that name." We use it now, obviously verbally. We call it Lashcon. We just don't put it in any writing where we we call it that. It's almost like that's our nickname, Lashcon. But it's called the Lash Conference, which is very generic, and you can't copyright that because it is so generic. But that said, you want to make sure you're not doing something that's so close that they can still sue you for it because that's the way copyright law is. is like basically anything that causes confusion on the brand identity where it's similar and go, well, it's a different name, but so close that it's still going to confuse the buyer and you may attract clients over to you. So that's why we couldn't call our LashCon like LashBizCon. Now the Lash Conference, because it's so generic, they can't sue us for that because it literally is a generic description. It's calling like the grocery store. You can't copyright the grocery store. because It's a generic form for all grocery stores. So well, that's why we went with that name. Copycat, not the way to go. You want to have something unique that stands out that makes you who you are. Next, restrictive. What's restrictive mean? It means it limits your growth. Uh, in fact, I'll be honest, our name Lashcast kind of restricts our growth. What if we want to get into the bigger beauty world? And we're, we're thinking about this, guys. We're thinking about changing our name just because Lashcast pretty much says we only deal with lashes, even though I think a lot of our advice can be applied to pretty much anyone in the beauty space, right? So the name can be restrictive, and that's the reason why we're thinking that. A good company that I know talking to them did this intentionally, Borberletta Beauty. When I talked to Kim, she was saying, yeah, we call it Borberletta Beauty, not Borberletta Lashes. Because we don't want to be just a lash company. We want to be a beauty company. So really, find a name that doesn't limit you, if, especially if you have big plans to say like, yeah, I don't want to just be a lash salon. I want to be a beauty salon. Well, then maybe don't put lashes in your name. 
Okay, that might be a bad idea because it's going to be hard to get away from that later. Or you're just going to rename your company, which people can do, by the way. Not in the world, rebrand, rename. I mean, we had Allie from Last Anarchist on recently. And if you listen to that episode, I don't think she goes into it, but she used to be called Lily Lashes, guys. Okay, Lily Lashes. Nothing like Last Anarchist, right? That was a good name change and a good branding change, right? It really worked out and it's allowed her to really have a lot of growth and all that. So you don't want to be restrictive in your name. Next, you don't want to be annoying. <laughs> I'm like, who wants to be annoying? Well, I mean, just here she goes on, talks about clunky coined names, names that, you know, basically mashing two words together and mixing up a bunch of letters to form a new word is tricky and sounds strained. One of the most cringeworthy coined names that she talks about is this women's networking association called Femfessionals. All right? Femfessionals? Really? I. Uh, I don't know about that. I'm not sure if that's going to really take off. But, you know, that's what it is, right? You, you come up with something and you try to combine two words. I've seen some Lash brands combined not knowing that on Instagram, when you see their name, it says suck at the end. Okay, because UK, they have the UK in there and uh, because they're a, uh, this was a British company. And then I forgot the rest of it, it was something, um, the brand, and then it said S-U-K or S-U-C-K at the end. So it's, it's blank suck. And I said, ah, man, got to be careful with that. You know, you look at it, all I see is you suck. I know that you're not trying to do that and you, you have a great brand and you've really worked hard. But anyhow, so you really got to be careful not to be annoying. Okay, let's go to the next point. What's another deal breaker? Well, if your name is tame, meaning it's like flat, descriptive, uninspired. Our a good example of this actually is us. We, we came up with our name basically Lashcon, which I actually thought was a great name and people loved it. And I get it because it really, people were like, finally a conference for us. Like, no, actually it's been a bunch of them. But that said, I get why they would think that because it was kind of like, they finally, we have BeautyCon, we have Comic-Con, now we have Lashcon. This is so awesome. And then of course we lost the rights to a major beauty company. No Lash companies, by the way, there are good, that you guys love. No one you know, no, it's, well, maybe you know, but it's not a big deal. That said, we had to go with a generic name like the Lash Conference because we wanted to connect the two. Lash Con, Lash Conference, it was still enough. But that name is kind of, yeah, exactly this. It's flat, descriptive, and uninspired. So we may change at some point. But for now, we're trying to bridge a gap between people so that they know about LashCon and they don't lose us along the way instead of calling something really kind of funky or cool. So for us, that was what we did. But for you, like calling your salon the Lash Salon or the Lash Spa, kind of boring, kind of descriptive, kind of uninspiring. So you may want to think that and go a different way. The next point she brings is called the curse of knowledge. It speaks only to insiders. And this is something that we struggle with just in our Instagram posts and our marketing because we often think everyone knows what a D-curl is. Everyone knows what a .05 fan is or 3D fan is or D fan is right. Everyone knows what it is. No, no, no. They just know their lashes, guys. And we don't talk about volume or classic or any of that with our clients. We just say, what do you want? And they tell us. And, you know, of course, sometimes a client will go, I want volume, I want mega volume. I get it. But by far, a lot of people, the new people, they don't get it. So don't do, use that in your name. Don't you call your salon something that they may not understand, like the D-curl salon or the 8D lash salon, whatever. Just come up with a name that doesn't use insider language because that's definitely a temptation for us in the last industry. And then the last thing she really warns the people is called using names that are hard to pronounce. And if you have a difficult name, 
it's going to be a huge disadvantage to you. You're just not going to hit with people if they have to struggle to go through it. And I see this all the time with big names. There's big names that you look at and you go, how do you say that name? And it's just going to discourage people. Now, it's one thing if you're a major brand, you have all this money and you can build up the brand and get people on board. That's one thing. But we're small operations, mom and pops, just trying to make a difference in our community. So you don't want to put something in there, another thing in the way to get you know, make it difficult for them. And by the way, it's if it's difficult to spell, then it's difficult to look you up when they go on Instagram. It's difficult when they go on to Google and type in a name. These are all going to be things that are going to make it hard to find you. And your job is not to make it harder to find you, right? You want to make it easier. So anyhow, hopefully that's helpful, guys. I really highly recommend go to Google, type this in or Amazon, buy this book, especially if you've been struggling with how should I go about it? There is a wonderful process in here. And this is actually one of the books that we will go through once we have our coaching program and people are looking at branding and coming up with a name for their company or maybe rebranding. This is going to be a must-read book in our coaching program. And there's a process and everything in there. So that's it, guys. Guys, hopefully you found that useful. If so, please go online and write us a review. Let people know about us. We're really doubling down and making an effort to really give you guys tips and information you want. We're doing this twice a week, really upping our game and hoping to serve you in a greater way. I want to just ask you to please follow us on Instagram at Lashcast Podcast as well as Lash Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. On behalf of my Lash soulmate, Tusney, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing, and remember, you have a friend in the lash industry. Lash Cast.